Luis Castillo flirted with perfection, and Jared Kelnick made a couple of crucial plays in both phases of the game as the Mariners get their first sweep of 2023. Our thoughts coming up here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Sunday, April 16th, 2023. This is Tidying Gonzalez and Colby Pattenhead for the Lockdown Mariners postgame show, which is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? And this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchises when using the promo code LOCKEDON in the game. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Mariners game. Subscribe like and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you listen to us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We want to see how many of you can call yourselves a true everydayer of the Locked On Mariners podcast and give this video a like as well if you're watching us on YouTube while you're at it. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon by scanning the QR code right above my head. The link as well as our social accounts is also in the description of this episode. One to nothing, the final score from T-Mobile Park. Mariners beat the Rockies for their first sweep of 2023 and return to 500 for the first time since March 31st. Colby, we got to start with Luis Castillo, who took a perfect game into the seventh inning of this one. Unfortunately and annoyingly gave up a bleeder of a single to Jerks and Profire, which ended that perfecto bid. Chris Bryant followed that up with an infield single, which was also pretty annoying. But that was all the damage done against Castillo, who wraps things up with seven scoreless innings, nine strikeouts, just the two hits that I mentioned, allowed 38% of his pitches today resulted in a called strike or a whiff. He was dominant in his first career win against the Rockies. Colby, your thoughts on Castillo's excellent afternoon. Yeah, um, it's hard to find anything to complain about, so I'm going to. Uh, but uh, no, he, he was really good. It was it was a uh, one of the few times we've seen Luis with all four of his pitches. Typically, Luis has his fastball and his two seamer, and then it's either the changeup or the slider that he has with it that day. And it takes him an inning or two to to figure out which one it is. Today, he had all four really from the, from the get go. Uh, the changeup was excellent. The the four seamer and the two seamer. Um, just life and, and, and life at the top of the zone, and he was painting with it on the corners, just not a lot of balls in the middle of the plate. Um, I think he finished the day with 19 whiffs total. Um, that's just an insane amount uh, against, you know, a, not, a, not a very good team in Colorado, but a team that's got some bats in it, a team that has, you know, certainly is, is good at posting batting averages. I'll say that they were fifth in, in like the national league and batting average 10th in runs, but it's almost like those two aren't correlated, but you know, it's still not a dumpster fire of a lineup and Castillo just went out there and he dominated. He was on the corners all day. Uh, I think he only got to two or three, three ball counts. He got ahead early. He put guys away quickly. Um, and he did it with all four pitches, like I said. So it was really just a, a clinic from Luis Castillo it's about as good as it gets on any given day. Um, and like, if you're going to throw a perfect game, you have to have the stuff that Luis Castillo did today. And you have to get a little bit lucky because like you said, the two hits that he gave up, one is a, a blooper that's just placed in the perfect spot. I think it was like a 73 mile an hour exit velocity. And then Chris Bryant follows it up with a, 
literal perfect swinging bunt that had like a 45 degree or 45 uh, mile per hour exit velo and, and uh-huh. they traveled probably a combined 130 feet. So um, just kind of a bummer, you know, you have to get a little lucky as well as be good. And, and Castillo uh, retired the first 18 guys, which is, is never, uh, never easy. Uh, and he looked like an ace today. I mean, there's really no way around it. Um, he looked like a guy who can beat anybody in baseball, um, can go toe to toe with anybody. And, and unfortunately he had to be that today because the Mariners offense with one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life, but you know, it was enough and, and they found a way to make it work. Thanks to Luis Castillo, just, you know, dragging the, the lifeless husk that was the Mariners offense to the finish line today. Uh, they needed it, and that's what that's what an ace does. He picks up his team when they need it the most, and and uh, Castillo's certainly done that through four starts this year. Yeah, they tried to Felix him this afternoon, <laughs> and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the offense uh, later on in the show and their performance against Noah Davis, making his first career start for the Rockies after a not so great start to the year in Albuquerque. But uh, they made him look pretty great today. I'll I'll say that. The, the really cool thing uh, that I took from the start for, from Castillo was, you know, like you mentioned, he retires the first 18 batters and he allows Profar and Bryant to get on and goes into the stretch for the first time all game. And we've seen Castillo kind of lose his command a little bit out of the stretch, uh, but he comes back and he strikes out Charlie Blackman on a nasty changeup. And then he gets the next two guys out and uh, J.P. Crawford comes through with a nice leaping grab to, to finish out the inning. And speaking of that changeup from Castillo, we saw it 15 times today. He generated 10 swings on that pitch. Half of those whiffs. Pretty great stuff. And he's only allowed two earned runs over his first four starts this season. He's definitely a front runner for AL Pitcher of the Month, an early front runner for uh, the American League Cy Young, of course. Are we starting to see him get into ace territory? Colby, like true ace territory. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I think, you know, like, look, the terms ace and number one, number two, number three, like those are all kind of fluid and they kind of wave back and forth between the individual. Yeah. Um, a lot and of Colby people and say, I have our own thing for it. Our right. Own, a lot of know, people say system. that like a number one is an ace. And to me, no, ace is a separate tier and ace is. Scherzer, Verlander, Cole, who guys who like on any given day can go out there and throw a no hitter. Like they have that kind of stuff and they could just dominate a good lineup. Um, and Castillo, when the Mariners acquired him, I don't think he had quite moved into that ace category. I would say he was a low number one, which is still like a top, you know, 15, 20 pitcher in all of baseball. But uh, now I, I think he's right there. And, and I think, you know, kind of the, the litmus test for that, at least for me, has always been like, if this guy is pitching against, you know, like, Scherzer, Verlander, um, Otani, whatever. Like if he's pitching it against those guys and those other guys are on their game, can he keep you in the game? Can he win that game for you? Um, and so far the answer for Castillo over his last, you know, over the first four starts of this year um, has been absolutely yes. And, and we saw him do it in the playoffs as well. Um, and he can kind of do it a lot of different ways. He can get swings and misses. He can get strikeouts. He can be efficient. He can get rack up a lot of outs on some ground balls because the stuff is so good. So yeah, I think he's I think he's right there. If he's not officially an ace, I think he's on the cusp of it. And based if he continues to do what he's doing, you know, relative, he's he's not going to throw out a, a .26 ERA all year mm-hmm. um, or whatever it is right now. But if he can continue to just perform like this on you know eighty percent of the time, 
um, then yeah, he's definitely an ace and, and he's going to compete for a Cy Young. And, you know, with the all-star game in Seattle this year, if, if it's a toss up, he's probably going to start that game uh, if he continues to pitch like this. So uh, yeah, Luis Castillo is definitely, uh, if he's not an ace yet, he is certainly in that category or he's certainly moving to the top of the number one category. And he's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if he stays healthy, uh, which has kind of been the one, the one bugaboo of Castillo's career so far. Yeah, the uh, like I was like I was saying, Colby and I, you know, think pretty alike in terms of tiering uh, starting pitchers. And for both of us, the true aces of Major League Baseball. When just thinking about the overall landscape of Major League Baseball, those are like four guys: like Justin Verlander, Jacob Degrom, Max Scherzer, Garrett Cole. Alcantara is probably in there now. Sandy Alcantara. Sure. Yeah. You know, there's there's only Otani. a handful of guys that are truly, yeah, Otani. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like Kevin Gossman to me is not an ace. He's a number one. Yeah. So I, you know, that's the difference to me. Cole is an ace. Gossman isn't. Can Gossman beat Cole? Sure. Yeah. Mm. Would I bet against him? Would I get bet against Garrett Cole? Nope. Nope. I'm going to take the, uh, cause Cole's better. So it really is it like, and like I said, it's totally arbitrary and, and like, my definition of an ace is different than your definition of an ace. And my definition of a five is different than other people's definition of a five, Mm -hmm. but you you guys get the idea. Luis Castillo is very, very good. (laughs) And whether we think he's an ace or number one, doesn't really matter. He's very good. And right now he is a right now, granted we're only 16 or a 10th of the way through the season, but he is a, one of the heavy favorites. He would have to be right now for the American league Cy Young. Yeah. And for us, and because I agree with you, He's starting to approach that territory of the the Verlander, Scherzer, um, et cetera, group, uh, because not only just for what he's he's done this year, but also going back to last year when the Mariners brought him in, and this even this even stretches back to you know his time in Cincinnati over the last couple of years. We started to see glimpses of him being a true ace, and it's really come to fruition ever since coming to Seattle. Aside from the times that he's gone up against the A's, funny enough. Go figure. You figure that out. But uh, but for the most part, he's been pretty much elite uh, since the Mariners acquired him, especially going back to those uh, those two playoff starts and and especially the one in Toronto. And now the way that he started this season, it's just it's pretty incredible stuff. Uh, just an absolute joy to watch this afternoon. Uh, just great start out of Luis Castillo against the Rockies and his first career win against the Rockies as the Mariners secure their first sweep of 2023 with a one nothing win over the Rockies. And stop me if you've heard this before, Jared Kelnick did something cool. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline, where you can play on the go as you want and when you want. It's basically the Jerry to Poto simulator. So instead of saying chills, DePoto did it again. You can now make your own Luis Castillo trade and say chills, I did it again. 
There we go. Download it now and Locked On Mariners listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners post-game show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Mariners one nothing victory over the Colorado Rockies at T-Mobile Park on Sunday afternoon to secure their first sweep of 2023. And Colby, you were at the game on Friday, the Mariners 5-3 to win over the Rockies. And as it turns out, you were a little bit of a celebrity out there, my man. What can I say? Uh, you know, it, uh, no, it was, it was cool to see, uh, a lot, like a lot of people, um, for me <laughs> relatively, um, you know, we're, we're saying hello and, and, you know, pose for a couple pictures. I signed a Dylan Moore card. Um, oh, that the was irony. the best. That was the best thing yeah. ever. I got yeah. a picture of that. I have proof. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, have, okay. I have photographic evidence of your signature on a Dylan okay. Moore card. Yeah. So Mo- Momo posted that then he sent it to me. Oh, he sent it directly. To, he okay. sent it. He said, "Well, he he publicly sent it to me. Like publicly, oh, okay. like tweeted I didn't, it. At I didn't me. see that. All yeah, right, it's well, great though. Yeah, yeah. Either way, so yeah, and it was cool. You know, I saw Jay Qua, who's who's been like a long time mm-hmm. uh, supporter of Jay ours, Qua. and yep. Uh, so it was cool to see Jay Qua, and I ran into Elvis again, like I do every single time I'm at the ballpark. So that's always fun. Um, you know, and it was just Carter and and Eric and and so many others who you know pose for pictures." Uh, you know, talk for a little bit and, and just say they supported the show. It was really cool um, to, you know, show that our community is growing and and we continue, to, we hope to continue to grow it even more. Um, but yeah, it, it's always cool to say hello at the ball game and all that stuff. Um, I guess I'm just going to have to start wearing sunglasses and a hat to, to avoid all the paparazzi. <laughs> you mean like I did in Peoria? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Bucket hat. Incognito. Big shades. Bucket yeah. Hat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was sure. thinking that I was thinking that maybe the pitching ninja shirt would give it away still though. I was like, nah. no, no one else here is wearing a pitching ninja shirt. So, <laughs> no. but yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. Thank you guys for for supporting the show and and saying hi at the ball game. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll see you there at some point again. I'm, obviously, I'm going back at some point, so I'll I'll be sure to let you guys know when I head back to uh, T-Mobile Park. So speaking of our little community that's growing uh, by the day, we received such a great response to our feeding america fundraiser as we've talked about i think we're around fifty five hundred dollars donated at this point again our our code um or our our goal rather at the time as i was trying to get the qr code up (laughs) uh was five hundred dollars to start and you guys blew that out of the water and then some uh we're aiming for ten thousand i said that I, i would get a tattoo if we get to ten thousand uh, but once again, as a reminder, 34 million Americans, 9 million of which are children, suffer from food insecurity. And we're doing our part to try and take a bite out of that right now. And uh, like I said, the response has been amazing so far. You can do- uh, donate yourself by scanning the QR code right below our faces or by going to the donation link uh, in the description of this episode, whether you're watching or listening to it. Uh, and if you've already donated, that's great. Um, as you may already know, Colby and I are also donating 10 cents, which is a meal uh, for every subscriber we get between the time that we started this fundraiser and the end of this month. So a subscription is just as good as a donation. If you're already subscribed, please tell a friend, please tell a coworker, please tell really anyone that you know who might be a Mariners fan 
to uh, come and subscribe. Or even if they're not a Mariners fan and they just want to help out a good cause, tell them to subscribe and we'll donate a meal on their behalf. And also, if you've already made a donation, if you feel comfortable in doing so, reach out to your employer and see if they're willing uh, to match your donation. Uh, Apparently, a lot of companies will do that if you ask. So uh, check into that if uh, you feel comfortable in doing that. But uh, yeah, really appreciate the um, the response to all of this, and we're going strong. So let's uh, let's keep on going. Let's get to 10k. Let's get some ink on my body. How about that? That sounded Sounds weird weird when you say it. That sounded really weird. Yeah. Pivot. Pivot. I I apologize. Pivot. Abort. Abort. All right. Uh, Pivot. Pivot. (laughs) All right. Uh, Jerry Kelnick. Like I said, he did something cool again today. Uh, Did a couple of cool things today. Uh, he got to start out in right field. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, DH today. Not a good day for Teoscar. Again, we'll get into the offensive struggles later on in the show. Yeah, we're going to end this on, on a little bit of a negative note. But uh, let's let's keep things hashtag positive on here for now. Uh, Kelnick obviously has the game-winning single uh, against the lefty. All of his hits in this series were against lefties, uh, which is pretty cool. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, he also makes a great diving catch on an Elias Diaz would-be double that would have tied the game um, off of Justin Topa. Uh, But he makes great diving play, like I said, uh, to end the inning and keep things at one and nothing, uh, which basically proved to be the game saver. So he just keeps on doing it all right now, Colby. Uh, It just doesn't seem like... I mean, like he had a rough night yesterday aside from the little bloop single that he had against... uh, Brent Suter. Uh, he had three strikeouts aside from that. Uh, but overall, he just keeps on doing cool stuff. And uh, it's pretty exciting to watch. Yeah, I guess, you know, the people are right. Kalnick is just a platoon guy. He can really only face lefties and righties will just eat them alive. So, mm-hmm, right. yeah, it's a bummer. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's Kalnick also had a stolen base today. Uh, yep. Shut off the wheels, advancing to third base on on the bad throw. Even though he didn't get a a good read on that at all, uh, you he kind of stared at it for a second. Yeah, I was like, like dude, move, sure. move. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> well, once you do that, I'm like, stay. Just yeah, shut it down. You've already shut it down. But yeah. now he showed some good acceleration. Also had a, another hard hit ball, I believe, uh, earlier. That was a, hmm. a line out to right field. So yeah, I mean, Kelman continues to look good. He looks very comfortable. Um, and we we were been wondering, you know, what happens when he slumps what happens when he has a bad game and well, he had a, not a terrible game. He, he managed to get a hit on Saturday, but um, you know, he struck out three times. So how does he bounce back from that? How does he respond to that? Well, you know, a couple hard hit balls, including the, the game winning single steals a bag, makes a great catch out in right field to went to basically win the game. Um, he's responding really well. Uh, Jared Kellnick is just in a, an incredible headspace right now feels great about it and um you know it, it's interesting that there will be a lot of discussion i'm sure if kelly continues to play well about what change you know is is it the swing is it the game plan is it you know workout regimen is it you know just some kind of like mental skills or blah 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 whatever it is but you know i think it's important to remember that jared kelly's a 23 year old kid who you know struggled for the first time in his entire life at baseball uh, as a major leaguer um, and, and so now he's continuing to uh, find ways to help the Mariners win games. Uh, even when he's not getting the big hit, he's still finding a way to, you know, make a good catch or, or play solid defense, run the bases, draw walks, work counts. He's doing it all. He's finding ways to win, uh, to help the Mariners win games. And and it's been much needed because, 
he's not getting a ton of help um, from, you know, pretty much the three guys we thought he'd get the most help from, you know, Tao uh, Tao had a bad game today, although Tao has been a lot better lately. So mm-hmm. you can kind of write that one off, but he really hasn't gotten any help for the last week or so from Julio or Cal Raleigh um, and from veterans like Colton Wong and AJ Pollock. So uh, Kelmick's really carrying uh, the team right now a little bit. And it's great to see that he has it. And it's great to see that even when he struggles, even when, things don't go his way, even when he hits the ball hard and it's an out, even when he strikes out three times in a game, doesn't seem to phase him. He's sticking to his game plan and, and he found something, a swing and a, and a game plan that he believes in. And now it's just allowing the the talent that we've always known Kelnick has to, uh, to come to the forefront. It's, it's exactly what you wanted. And it's, you know, great to see the Mariners patience being uh, rewarded uh, at least, you know, uh, t- one tenth of the way through the season. Once again, the the real important thing for me is seeing him respond to adversity. And he had a little bit of adversity yesterday and, you know, struck out two times to start that game and then came back with a little flare out into left field uh, against a lefty. And, you know, obviously struck out again after that in his next at bat. But uh, and then, you know, he comes back today, has a really nice day. He gets a walk, steals a base, advances to third on the throw, gets the game winning single, has the nice diving play out and right. He's just doing it all and he's responding to adversity really well so far um and you see that he's still like he's still keeping kind of a smile on his face he's keeping it light right he's having a lot of fun right now yeah he's keeping it light right now even when it's not going super well for him he's still you know having fun out there he's not getting too much into his head you can see it because he he Mm -hmm. wears his emotions on his sleeve we've seen that over the last couple years it's part of his strength too yeah though it's yeah. like you don't you don't want to curb that too much. No, and he's still he expressing himself. Is, yeah, and he's still expressing right. himself a lot. Like you saw the energy out of him when he got to first after the the single today. Mm-hmm. Like he, but he's doing it in a more beneficial way for for him, right? In a yep. more healthy way for him, and and it's good. And I think that you know whatever they're doing right now, whatever the Mariners are contributing to this, they're creating a healthy environment for Kelnick to just kind of be who he is and let yeah. him work through things on his own. And it's yeah. it's been great to watch. I, I would just say, you know, continue to do that. You don't have to play Kalnick against every single lefty. No. Um, but he should get some more at-bats against lefties. He's earned it. Um, but again, you don't have to play him against – you don't have to use him against Josh Hader, right? Like, you, you can you can pick and choose your your matchups there. Um, and just, just leave him where he's at. Like, I see a lot of people like, move Kalnick up to lead off. And no, no keep Kalnick where he's been at sixth, keep him sixth in the lineup and, and, you know, let him continue to do his thing and continue to build because eventually we're going to get to a point here with Kalnick where he'll have stacked so many high quality major league at bats behind Mm -hmm. him that we're not even going to have to question whether or not he's, you know, good or if he's a major league quality, if he's a bust, we're just going to know like, okay, this is him. So when he does go through those one for 21 with seven, eight strikeout, slumps you know it's okay well that's that's baseball it's no longer an indictment on Kelnick's skill level it's just baseball's hard <laughs> you know we can mm-hmm. make that transition so just leave him where he's at let him do his thing um and you know hopefully jared continues to to produce and and uh you know continues to just stack up more and more quality at bats because Kelnick right now is a tenth of the way through the season, he's an all-star and he's probably starting the all-star game. He's, he's an MVP candidate. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Just, yeah. just let him be, just let him be and let's not push anything. Right. Let's just let him settle in and, and we'll see how the next, mm-hmm. you know, ten, how the next 16 games go. But I mean, so far 
absolute home run of a decision by Jerry DePoto and Justin Hollander Hollander. And, uh, you know, also I don't want to give those guys all the credit. Jared, I mean, Jared, yeah. Jared, yeah, Jared deserves foremost. the credit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jared deserves the credit. Yes. Yeah. But, but know, I mean, congr- but also, you know, good on the Mariners for believing in him and giving this one mm-hmm. more go and not abandoning ship too early because the Mariners, you know, in the past, not really this regime necessarily, but the Mariners just overall as an organization, as a brand, have kind of earned the reputation of doing that in the past yeah. and moving They're on from guys. guys way too early. Right. So yep. we're kind of uh, we're kind of seeing the season out of Jerry Kelnick that we would, you know, see out of like uh like a Justin Smoke going away and then becoming sure. an all-star, you know, not a great comp, but you know, you, you get what right. I'm saying here. Like discipline is the shortcut. Yeah. And the Mariners believe in Jared Kalanick and they thought that this was coming and they were disciplined in their belief and now it's paying off. Yeah. And it also makes me very excited for Taylor Trammell when he gets back because they were very high on Trammell this offseason. So, I mean, they knew what Fingers was going crossed. on with Jared. Ho- hopefully they knew what was uh, what's going on with uh, Taylor Trammell as well. Hopefully they're right about that. So exciting stuff If uh, once Tay-Tay gets back. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, whenever that happens. All right. So as you mentioned, Kelnick pretty much had to do it on his own today. Not a good day for the Mariners bats against Noah Davis making his first career start for the Rockies. Of course, right? Of course. (laughs) It just, you know, that's just what the Mariners do sometimes. Just the Mariners way. Uh, We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by So Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 Major League Baseball teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competitions and rewards mlb game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle and at the end of game week so rare mlb managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards which can include so rare scarcity cards game tickets merchandise signed jerseys and vip experiences like meeting mlb stars just like Seattle Mariners center fielder Julio Rodriguez. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn, that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com, to draft your team of three player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show following their one nothing win over the Colorado Rockies and a reminder that tomorrow's episode is a mailbag Monday. So be sure to get your questions into us over on our Twitter. We'll try to answer as many as we can on tomorrow's show. Let's wrap things up with a little bit, uh, uh, just a smidge of negativity. I'm sorry, folks, but, but we got to do it. We got to talk about this offensive performance from the Mariners today. More like Colby Dane Gonzalez over there. That's right. That's right. Ty Dane Patnode over here. Get a load of this guy. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. As we all know, I am the negative half of this duo. Yeah. It's sad when people can't find happiness and success. It really is. Ain't that the truth. Wouldn't know what that's like. Ain't that the truth. 
So, yeah, the Mariners go up against Noah Davis, who was bad in his three appearances in Albuquerque. That dude's Darren McCacken. Makes his first career start in a Rockies uniform today. And the Mariners, you guessed it, made him look absolutely fantastic. Um, He's definitely, in his next outing, I I tweeted this, he's definitely going out in his next outing, giving up like nine and one and two thirds. Mm -hmm. Like that's probably against like happening. Oakland or somebody like that. Too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who they're playing, but I just know that he's given up nine and like two innings pitch. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess to Davis' credit, he was on the corners for most of the day. Yeah, got some help too. Yeah, he did, but he was on the corners for most of the day. But it felt like there was at least one or two pitches in every at bat where he would hang a slider in the middle yeah. of the plate, yeah. or the fastball would leak back over the middle, and the Mariners couldn't touch those pitches. They popped him up a lot. There were a lot of pop-ups today. Yeah, they um, either did that, or they swung right through them, or they just looked at them. They were yeah. doing a lot of that, too, today. It was it was, it was was fun. It was a great time. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, here's a 78-mile-an-hour cement mixer slider in the middle of the plate to A. Eugenio, and Oh, look at that. He popped it up to the first baseman. Cool. Fun. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. I think yeah. they only had like five hard hit balls all day. Like yeah. it's it's not like they were getting bapped. They were they just sucked. Yeah. Like they were getting pitches to hit and they were missing them. Plain yeah. and simple. We had two inning inning double plays from a couple of unlikely uh players, Julio and Teo were the ones that contributed to those that hit into those. Uh, you know, we also had Jerry Kelnick on, on third with what no one out or one out. They weren't no able to bring him out. home. Yeah. Strikeout infield pop-up strikeout. That's that's right. Yeah. Um, that was really frustrating. Uh, we've talked about Julio's slump as of late. Um, and you know, over the course of that time, he has had some hard hit balls that have just been caught. They've just gone right at guys. Uh, he obviously had the the you know the awesome bases clearing triple yesterday, which was incredibly cathartic because the Mariners hadn't done that at all this season, so that was really nice to see. Uh, but aside from that, he's looked he's looked rough at the plate, to put it lightly. It looks like he's pressing quite a bit. Yeah. What, what are you What are you seeing out of Julio right now? What What's going on with him? He's over swinging. Um, it seems like his he's he's trying to break out of a slump with you know by hitting one ball 700 feet um and it's causing him to to chase and it's causing him to also take he's kind of in between right now because uh he's trying to be patient and work counts but he's chasing too much to you know actually get a count in his in his favor and the few times he has managed to do that he's hit the ball hard and it's been caught so um you know julio's just in, in a rough spot right now uh the slider away continues to be his nemesis um you know, and I understand there's a lot of people like, well, striking out just going to be part of Julio's game. It shouldn't be. I mean, we shouldn't accept that it's going to be at least he's 22 years old. Um, you know, we know that he, you know, we know that his strikeout rate really went down throughout the year last year, but he's starting to creep back up there. He's starting to chase a little bit more. He's pressing. And, and you know, when he is getting these cookies, he's swinging as hard as he can, trying to hit him out of the stadium. And it's like, you know, my man, you're Julio Rodriguez. You just put the barrel on it. It's probably going to go 110 miles an hour and 375 feet. You know, you, you just have to yeah. relax and, and trust yourself. And it's a little bit of Evan White right now where everything, like the only way I can hit this ball hard is if I swing as hard as I possibly can. And it's probably costing him some bat speed too. Um, just a little too tense at the plate. So um, yeah, it's it's Julio. You're not worried about it. Um, and like I said, he has found a way to help 
pretty much every game in some manner. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been a rough you know week or so ever since they left Cleveland. Uh, Julio's really struggled and, and he's pressing and um, you know obviously that that'll that'll get itself figured out. There's there's no cause for concern or anything like that. As people will quickly rush to the comments to tell me I'm being way too negative about Julio and and obviously I think you he's hate a Julio. You think yeah, that he's I must trash. because yeah. I must because he's hitting like you know 170 over his last 10 games and and clearly just, we were right back in 2020 when we ranked Jerry Kelnick above him in I our mean, prospect rankings. The statistics don't lie, so um, men no, lie, women lie, numbers don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julio's just pressing right now, and and he's got to relax. He's got, and you know what might help is is honestly a day off. Um, mm-hmm. He hasn't had one yet this year. Uh, and it's going to be kind of tough. Yeah, you've got you know Corbin Burns going tomorrow. You probably want to try and throw your Corbin Burns up. against Chris Flexen. Yeah, mm. so that's why today's win was big. It was big because, well, Ty just said it. So <laughs> even a struggling Corbin Burns against Chris Flexen. I mean, to be fair, Corbin Burns did cost the Brewers their playoff appearance he did. last year. He did, yeah, and you yeah. know what? Luis Castillo has never done that. So that's true. Think about that. <laughs> But uh, no, I wouldn't be surprised. There's there's a handful of there. JP Crawford hasn't gotten a day off yet. Um, a. Eugenio Suarez hasn't gotten a day off yet. I would guess that each of those guys are going to get a day off at some point in the upcoming series. Um, and my guess is, is I, it's just a guess. I think Julio is going to get Wednesday off. Um, and then he'll get Thursday off as the team is traveling or the team has an at-home off day. So it's a really good way to get Julio two days off um, if you can. So... I think that's the way to go, but I, I think Julio needs a day um, because, you know, he's human. Uh, it'd be nice yeah. if you could DH him a day. So maybe, maybe Kalnick is in center field tomorrow. Tomorrow, Maybe that's how you kind of make that work. But yeah, Julio's just pressing a little bit right now. And go figure this would happen on a day in which the Mariners fielded what I consider to be their best lineup of the whole year. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Yeah. The tie curse lives on very, very strong. Can we? Can you just say that they're going to get perfectoed by Corbin Burns tomorrow? Yeah, I'll do that for for the sake of the team. Yeah, I'll take one for for the squad. Yeah, Corbin Burns, perfect game. Felix's reign will end tomorrow. I know you have some feelings about the Felix perfect game, Colby. <laughs> do you do you want to share those on on today's show? Sure. I hope somebody throws one. I'm tired of Mariner fans clinging to this idea that Felix has to have the last perfect game. I don't care. Does it make Felix's perfect game any less special because it's not the last one? No, grow up. Root for people to have perfection. Why not? Col- I don't care Colby, who does it either. Colby's not a real Mariners fan, and you can tell because he's wearing a Seahawks shirt on this show. He's such a 12. Uh huh. What shirt are you wearing, Ty? What does that S stand for? Stupid? <laughs> it stands for the Steelhead, which means I've been a Mariner's Seattle baseball fan actually since oh, okay. the 30s. So nice try, Mr. All right. But yeah. Let somebody throw a perfect game. It's not the end of the world if Felix doesn't have the last perfect game. And it doesn't make his any less special. Grow up. This is well, blocked on <laughs> We just lost like half our subscriber count. Uh that's gonna do it for you our show. Take, you guys are gonna take food out of hungry people's mouths by unsubscribing, huh? Seems like that says more about you. That's going to do it for our show. 
Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm uncomfortable. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Mailbag Monday coming your way tomorrow. Be sure to ask us any questions you have over on our Twitter, and we'll answer as many as we can. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.